Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 11th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Cheese Fondue Day. Yum. You a fan of cheese fondue? I could do cheese fondue. There's a lot of things you can dip into cheese fondue, isn't it? I think it is one of the most versatile like things you can dip in. Like If you think of the stuff you do at a fondue restaurant, which I have a rant about that in a second, um, you get the cheese stuff, and you can dip literally anything you want into it. I mean, you dip whatever you want in a nice, gooey, warm cheese fondue, uh, and it just amplifies how delicious the item inside is. Right. I mean, you know, soft pretzels, I think, are my favorite thing to dip into a cheese fondue. Soft pretzels are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty amazing. Uh, man. There's just so many, so many different items, so many different items you can put into a cheese fondue. I always get a kick out of going to fondue restaurants because it is a complete sham. It's a, it's a complete sham of a restaurant. Uh, and I'll stand by this my entire life. You go to a restaurant. Let's just take, uh, what's the, what's the big one in Atlanta? What's the, what's the big fondue restaurant in Atlanta? Not two urban licks, but the other one. Uh, dude, I don't know. I, oh. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever been to a fondue restaurant. Oh really? You've never been to a fondue restaurant? No. Uh-uh. Oh, oh, it's uh, it, it's pretty good. It, it's um, uh, oh, the melting pot. That is the that is the fondue restaurant in Atlanta. So, the melting pot is expensive. Like it's like for two people to go there, it's like close to a hundred dollars, if not more. I, the last Holy time I went crap, there a long dude. time ago. Well, yeah, it's expensive. It's really, really expensive. And I can't figure out why it's so expensive, Billy. Because the waiters and waitresses don't really do anything but bring you the food to cook. The the cooks, they don't cook anything because you cook your own meal. They bring <laughs> you the, the cheese fondue as an appetizer. You cook your own meal. They bring the little, you know, bubbling oil while you cook your dinner. And then they bring you the, che- the, che- uh, the uh, chocolate fondue afterwards for dessert and you cook your own meal. Why am I paying $100 to cook my own meal? I just stay at my house and do this for cheaper. I've never understood why fondue restaurants are so expensive. You do all the work. Why is it expensive? I told I told somebody, I said, the kicker is going to be when they can figure out a way to make washing dishes fun. And, and they will throw that into a fondue restaurant. And not only will you have to cook your own food, but you'll also have to wash your own dishes after the dinner. I think that'll be the, that'll be the next step. I don't know how we make washing dishes fun, but that's the next step. Uh, to to a uh, a fondue restaurant is hey sweeping's fun let's roll these uh, silverware up in a napkin that's the next step right there <laughs> Billy the Braves won last night in walk off fashion versus the Reds five to four and ten and this is what it sounded like from the beautiful voice of Mr Brandon Godden. Derek Law's first pitch is hit to center field. 
Billy, I don't know about you, but that certainly sounds like a sterile shopping mall to me. <laughs> Nobody's having fun. Nobody's excited. Walk off, dead silent, sterile shopping mall. People are, you know, they're at Kirkland's. They're at Ross. They're at TJ Maxx. Nobody cares about the ball game. Total sterile shopping mall setting. <laughs> it's it's unreal, isn't it? Uh, you know, the, they did really well last night. Uh, I was really impressed with what Bryce Elder did. Wow, came he, out throwing gas, man. He was he was throwing darts last night, man. I was I was really impressed with him. Um, the bats started coming alive a little bit more. They they were starting to fight a little bit more. It seemed like they were starting to get on. Um, still having some issues with runners in scoring position, which sucks. But you know we'll we'll get there. Hey, you know it's still the earliest part of the season. And, you know, the last I checked, we were still a game up on the Mets. So I, I don't care. <laughs> Screw the Mets. Uh, yeah, the, the runners in scoring position is still a bit of a concern. Uh, two for 12 last night with runners in scoring position left nine on base. But it's nice to see when you cor- when you can correct things in a win. That's what I've always told co- uh, teams that I've coached. I said, when you can pick things out of a game from a game that you have won that you didn't do well, that's always good. It's always a lot better than having to try to fix something or pick things out of game that you, you lose. You know, you go you go two for 12 runners in scoring position, but you still won the game, and one of those hits was the two-run shot by Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy, have yourself a game last night, son. No three doubt. RBIs. Three RBIs, including that game-winning two-run shot in the uh, bottom of the ninth. Arcia added in a run. I, man, I'm telling you, I don't think Orlando Arcia is going to get replaced. Uh, I, think, I think I was dead wrong in spring training. Orlando Arcia right now, Hitting 341 with an OBP of 400 and slugging 537. Adds another RBI last night and plays phenomenal defense. Uh, I mean, a one one play last night that's not going to get a lot of pop because it didn't get an out. But there was a hot shot since, you know, sort of in between the shortstop and second base bag. RC it got over there, snagged it, rolled about six times, threw over to first base too late. But the fact that he was able to even to get to that ball was an absolute miracle. If it gets past him, there's a possibility it gets into the gap, and that's a double. Um, so I, I think I think Orlando Arcia, man, the way he's playing right now, uh, we got to roll with him. You know, no matter what Shoemake or uh, Von Grissom's doing down in AAA or AA, uh, I, I say we roll with Arcia right now. I, you know, once again, the Braves brass made the right decision coming out of spring training. Amen. And here's the funny part: they were talking about this too on the broadcasts. I don't know which broadcast it was. I think it may have been over the weekend that just a little tweak to Arcia's batting stance or it was where his hands were. And all of a sudden, boom, he's starting to hit a lot more. He's starting to feel a little bit more comfortable at the plate. And that's all you need is that little bit of confidence. And and then all of a sudden, boom, you're going to be able to, to do a lot more. Him hitting over 300 right now is unreal. I mean... If you look up and down that lineup, there's a lot like Acuna's hitting over 300. I think Olsen was at one point or another. I'm not sure if he still is. Darno. Um, yeah, Darno. Arcia. For... And Acuna, let's see, Arcia, Acuna, Darno, 
Olsen, Sam Hilliard, and Austin Riley all above 300 right now. Orlando Orlando Arcia leads them all at 341. Yeah. So let's just keep it rolling. Um, you know, you love to see everything. And, and the way that the bats are going, we just need to settle down our pitching, you know? And we got so. that last night from, from Bryce Elder, like you said. Came out throwing darts. Did did give up six hits in six and a third innings, which is a, a little concerning, but it's it's absolutely nothing to be uh, sort of mad over. You know, yeah, through six and a third innings of, of no-run baseball, struck out seven, which is phenomenal to see. Uh, it's one of those things, though, it's kind of the, the guys of modern baseball. Uh, went through six and a third and are, already was up over 100 pitches, so they pulled him there in the seventh inning. I, I really would have liked to have seen him close out that that seventh inning but i understood why they brought him you know they they brought him out so but um, he also it, had six i think he had six strikeouts in, through four innings yeah he struck out i want to say he struck out the side one of the innings i think i wasn't i wasn't really paying attention very well last night it was on in the background but i wasn't you know i wasn't zoned into it i, I want to say he struck out the side at one point in time i don't remember when it was but um but yeah, came out throwing darts, and that's what you want to see from Bryce Elder, man. I mean, that's yep. a that that's sort of one of those guys I think this year that his his starts were up in the air. And I mean, he comes in the first two starts of the year, he's thrown twelve and a third innings, has given up eight hits, zero runs, and has struck out thirteen batters. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. yeah. And I, I want to say, I believe he has the highest two game scores for pitchers on the Braves so far this year. I'll have to double check that stat after this podcast, but I, I think I saw that tweet somewhere where the two highest game scores from the starting pitcher for the Atlanta Braves this year are held by Bryce Elder. So that's nice to see, especially when your starting lineup is a little banged up like the Braves are right now. Game two tonight at 720, Bryce on the mound for the Braves, Mr. Kyle right oh that dude that won 385 games last year yeah yeah that guy let's go let's go i like to see it and, and on the mound tomorrow night uh mr spencer strider so let's uh, go uh, back to back pretty good back yeah. to back yeah yeah i'll take that I, I i'm gonna see i don't really care what kyle wright's numbers are tonight i know that sounds dumb i just want to see him look healthy and go through five get through that's get fair. through five have have command i don't care if you give up six runs i don't care go get through five be healthy and have your stuff and be able to say yeah in five days i can take the ball again and go up on the bump just let's let's you know treat this as the first or second start of spring training for kyle wright get through this lineup and it's a it's a good thing we're playing the reds billy i saw a funny stat about the um about the braves let me see if i can find it real quick it was something about the uh the walk-offs uh, with the Braves against the Reds, they said, "Oh man, not not can't." Uh, I don't know where I don't know where it was at, but they said something about like the percentage of walkoffs the Braves have against the Reds is just an insane stat. Um, oh, here it goes: all forty-five regular season walkoffs at Truist Park. Uh, forty-five of them. Forty-five regular season walkoffs at Truist Park. Thirty-seven have been against the Reds. That's that sounds wrong. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was trying to find where they pulled the stat from. That's but I couldn't, wrong. I couldn't find it. <laughs> who, who tweeted that? I think nobody tweeted. It was on Reddit. I think it might have been a tongue-in-cheek oh, uh, comment yeah. about how many times we've walked off the uh, Cincinnati Reds. 
Um, but I think they were they were just saying that it seems like every time we face the Reds at Truist Park, which seems we walk them off. <laughs> uh, but I thought that was I thought that was funny. Billy, tonight the Hawks are on the road in the first round of the play-in series down in Miami. We have faced the Miami Heat four times this year. We are one and three against the Heat in the regular season. I, you know, we got bumped out of the first round of the playoffs last year against the Miami Heat. This is a team we know and hate. Right now, the Miami Heat are a five-point favorite at home. Uh, the big, the big two emphasis on defense for the Atlanta Hawks, in my opinion, is we have to stop Jimmy Butler from taking over this game because we know what Jimmy Buckets can do when he takes over games in the playoffs, and we have to figure out some way to limit Bam Adebayo on the block. Clint Capella. And Anyeka Okongwu need to do a phenomenal job of boxing out uh, of uh, Adebayo on the block and not letting him get rolling on offensive and defensive rebounds and giving the Miami Heat second chance points. I, I think, honestly, I think this is a game that if we play up to up to our standards, up to where we should be playing, this is a game that we should win. That's, I hope so. But you know, who, how's our? How's our um, injury status right now? They haven't came out with an official one yet. Right now, we are showing no injured players. Uh, we should get the official injury list. Uh, let's see, it's 6 a.m. now. We should get it around 2 p.m., I think. 1 or 2 p.m. Game is at 7.30 tonight, so I think 1 or 2 p.m. is when the official injury list comes out. But right now, the Atlanta Hawks are listing no injured players as of now. That's that's huge. So let's let's hope that everyone's healthy and can move and can actually do what we're talking about with slowing down Jimmy buckets and 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 being able to at least stop Bam. I think it's easy to stop. Bam. It's a lot easier to stop Bam than it is to stop Jimmy buckets, in my opinion. Agreed. Thousand percent agreed. So let's let's hope that the the Hawks can come out on fire. We've seen it happen before, and and. You know, offensively, what you need to see is them them make that extra pass. Them making that extra pass has always worked out for them in the in the long run. Let's let's make that extra pass and get that that easy bucket that will ultimately get you know higher up and higher up in into into your shooting percentage. I mean, we've we've seen games that the Hawks have played where they've had they've shot close to fifty percent. Uh, recently, so let's let's get back to that, and then play really freaking good defense, knock the heat out of, or at least into the that second game, and let's go face off against uh, the Celtics on on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go start that. Uh, if we win, yeah, if we win, we'd uh, start Saturday, I think, against the Celtics. Um, and, and Jimmy Jimmy Butler on the season is averaging 22 points per game. He averages 25 against Atlanta, so three over his average, and sort of the same for Bam. Bam averaged 20 points per game this year, and he averages 25 against Atlanta. So we need to if we hold those guys to their average, you know, 20 or below, I, I think we'll right. be successful tonight. And we actually do a very good job guarding Tyler Hero. Uh, Hero also averages 20 points per game. The Heat do a good job of spreading their scoring out. Uh, but the Hawks are averaging, holding him to less than 15 points per game in the four times that the Hawks and Heat have met this year. So a good time, a good job with the guards. The Hawks are doing just got to shut down Jimmy Buckets 
and bam out of bio on offense trey's got to make shots i mean plain and simple trey has to make shots that's why we gave you the max contract because you're supposed to be the leader on this team this is a playoff game gotta make shots trey gotta make shots it, tonight it would be good if tonight was the night that he came out just on fire from three again yeah yeah because I, I can't remember the last night he was on fire from three i'm not sure he had he's had a night this year i that, i don't know I, I'm with you, man. Um, I I can't come up with a night where he has just shot the lights out. I mean, it, it, maybe we'll see. Oh no, it, it, he's he's shot the lights out. The problem is, it's never. Has it's, he? Yeah, has it's, he? But it's not been from three. It's it's. I don't, I don't think he shot the lights out at all this year in any game. Maybe more than oh. five to six. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of games this year. It's not been many. I, I think there was a game earlier in the year uh, he shot 47 that he looked unstoppable. Um, I can't remember who it was against, but I, I distinctly remember that game. Um, but yeah, it's this needs to be playoff tray. Yeah, this needs to be playoff tray versus the Knicks playoff tray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's yeah. let's let's get that going tonight. I'm with you, man, and I think the uh, I think the two things that are the most encouraging is the last two games that uh, Trey played in the regular season. Uh, once again, shot horribly from the field. Uh, it's sort of Trey's mo so far this year, unfortunately. But get, getting to the free throw line uh, and getting the other team in foul trouble, he has been really good at that. I will give him that. He's he's been phenomenal at that. Uh, and the assist numbers in the past month and a half have been just astronomical. I mean, in the month of April, Billy, I know he's only played three games. But in the May- month of April, he's averaging 25 points and 16 assists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had 20 assists the other night. Yeah. Like, what is going on? I'd like to see that continue. And he's off- He's also averaging 12 free throws per game in the month of April. Now, once again, I know, folks, there's only been three games in the month of April. But, hey, let's keep those stats rolling. Let's, let's keep go. those stats. Yeah, let's keep those stats rolling. Uh, Bill, a little baseball preview. We have the um, uh, single-A baseball region standings. Baseball is about to wrap up here in the high school area. Most teams only have two regular season or uh, regular season weeks left this week and next week. Most teams have about six games left, some region, some non-region. So let's go ahead and look at the single-A baseball region standings. In 1A Division II Area 7B, Bowden has clinched the region championship and will host a first-round matchup. Not sure who that will be against yet. Uh, the closer we get to the playoffs, we will have that matchup for you. They have six games left, and I believe only one of those six is a region game. Mount Zion has wrapped up in the second spot in the region and will also host a first-round matchup in the playoffs. They have six games left as well, uh, but I believe it is three or four of their six games left are, are region games. It's 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 odd. Area 7, Billy, has a region uh, a and a region B. Bowden Mount Zion are in B, and Christian Heritage and somebody else are in the A division. Yeah, I don't know why that is, but okay. I don't either. Yeah, I was very, very confused looking at that. And I assume the top two in each classification, A and B, will host a playoff game? That I don't know. Okay. I'll see if I can get some clarification. If that's the case, Bowden and Mount Zion will both host a uh, a playoff game in the first round uh so we'll, we'll, yeah we'll we need to, to check with vance on that yeah uh in 1a division or excuse me single a division one area four herd county currently leads the region by one game six games left a huge 
three-game set with Lamar County. This week will determine the region championship, which you can hear every pitch of that on Hometown Sports Media Network. Billy will have the call tonight versus the Herd Lamar game. And then our good friend Casey Bass is traveling down to Lamar County on Friday night. Fingers crossed the rain holds off. For I mean, those two games down in Lamar County on Friday night, Billy, are going to be massive games. Huge, huge games. And they're going to determine whether or not Herd County can go in there and, and win a region. And let's, let's think about this. At the very beginning of the year, we, we kind of joked with Coach Tyler Spradlin, you know, this is his first year down at Herd County being the head coach. He's like, well, I've already made the playoffs. You know, what, what do I have to lose? <laughs> He's he is a couple games away from winning a region championship and i'm i'm pumped for him i really am so um can't wait to call the game tonight um hopefully they get off at a good uh good mark tonight and then we'll head down to lamar on friday if you win tonight uh, and, and you'll have to check with spradlin uh and um and everybody down there. If you win tonight, you might wrap up the region. I don't know what the tiebreaker would be, but technically, if you if if Herd County wins tonight and then loses both on Friday, Herd and Lamar will be tied in the region record. I'm not sure what the tiebreaker would be. Um, so that'll be one scenario. Another scenario is, is Herd County wins tonight and they win both of them on Friday night, and we don't have to worry about tiebreakers. That's what I would like to see. Yeah, um, let's, that's let's what go. I would like. Oh, ow. Coffee's hot. Ouchie. That spilled out on my leg. That hurt. Ouch. For the record, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Bryce, just, Bryce said ouchie. Ouchie. <laughs> I said ouchie. I wanted to say other words, but we're recording. So ouchie, <laughs> ouchie will have to do. Uh, so yeah, Heard County with a big three-game set uh, coming up this week. They have six games left. They have three region games left, and then the other three um, are non-region. I know one of them is, I think, is against Temple. Um, but they do have three uh, non-region games next week. And then Temple, they are setting the four seed for the region. It will be on the road for the first round of the playoffs. They also have six games left. I think they have two region games and four non-region games, but they are locked into that four seed in 1A Division One Area 4. And we will have all the other classifications in our area breakdown uh, tomorrow and Thursday on the Morning 5. Yeah. All right, Bryce, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Let's do it. In baseball last night, Villarica fell to Chapel Hill yeah. uh, five to two. That's a tough loss for them. Hate mm. to see that. Um, but Central beat Northwest Whitfield two to one, and Let's go. Central will face off against Northwest Whitfield again on Wednesday, and you'll hear that on the Hometown Sports Radio Network with Bryce on the call. Big games, man. That's um, I believe that's Central's only second region win of the year. Uh, and that'll be that'll be big. Just looking at the standings, um, I'm t- this this Northwest Whitfield series this week huge. Just as big yeah. as the Heard County series is with Lamar, the Central Northwest Whitfield is also just as big. On the Smith Four covering games and events calendar for tonight, baseball. A lot of games in baseball tonight. Temple is at Crawford County. That's a huge series right there. That is a region a region that will determine if Temple could beat Crawford County, can go through and sweep Crawford County this week, they may be able to sell up the three seed, but we'll it's see possible. how that works Very out. Very possible, yep. Heard County versus Lamar County tonight at 5.30. You can hear that on the Hometown Sports Radio Network. I'll ha- I'll be on the call with my good buddy, RB. 
Uh, Harrelson County versus Rockmart at 5.30. Carrollton at East Coweta at 5.30. Bremen at Cahola Creek at 5.55. And then Bremen versus Mount, or Bowden versus Mount Zion at 5.55. In lacrosse, Bremen will face off at Ecla at 5 for the girls, 7 for the boys. And Dalton will be at Carrollton girls at 7 p.m. We have girls playoff soccer tonight, Bryce. Let's go. And I'm Let's go. About it. A lot of let's, a lot of girls are hosting too, which is great to see. Yeah. So let's let's start off with the bye. Now Zion got a bye and, and they're already into the second round. So that's a huge aspect there. Temple face off at Bri- versus Bryan County. They are at home at five thirty. That Temple is, girls team is good too. Yeah. Bowden is at Lincoln County at five thirty. Bremen is at home versus Carver Atlanta at 5.30. Villarick is also at home versus GAC at 5.30. And then Carrollton will be at Lounge at 5.30. And that is your Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events Calendar. And everybody double-check those girls' playoff score, or the girls' playoff soccer uh, start times. That was the best I could find, was most of the girls were starting between 5 and 5.30. If you plan on attending a girls' soccer game tonight, like I do, I'll be out at Villarica to watch the Villarica versus um, GAC. Double check the start time. Double check the start time and make sure those start times are accurate because uh, start times, especially in like uh, girls' softball and stuff like that, sometimes they, they change back and forth a little bit. So double check the start times before you head out there. Billy, you need another cup of coffee this morning, man? Absolutely, I do, buddy. Let's hit it up. Robert, <laughs> Rudy Gobert is suspended from the Timberwolves and did not travel with the team versus the Lakers. Not surprised. I mean, (laughs) not surprised at all. You can't punch your teammates on the court, man. You can do it in the locker room and you can figure it out there, but you can't punch your teammates on the court. Can't do it. Nope. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was drugged in blackmail conspiracy before his death lawsuit. Have you read about this? This is getting weird. This is getting so weird. It's it's unreal. They're they're stewing a lot of people right now, and it's not even funny. Like it's it's getting awkward. The lawsuit filed last month in Broward County, Florida, lists four individuals, two restaurants, a golf driving range, and a hotel as defendants connected to the alleged conspiracy. This is one of the most bizarre stories going on right now, man. And yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's all happening over a young man who's passed away. You know, it's uh, a, yeah. it's very, it's very interesting to follow all this to see if there's any validity uh, to any of this. Um, you know, if there is, I hope, I hope his family gets, gets all the repercussions that they, they need out of this situation. Very odd, very, very odd. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal on a fan incident. Nobody wants to lose money, but don't get personal. This comes after uh, Bradley Beal after a loss in the Orlando Magic. Beal and the Wizards were exiting the court. And in the visitor's tunnel, headed to the locker room when, according to a police report obtained by ESPN, an unidentified man remarked to Beal, you made me lose $1,300, you blank. Wow. <laughs> now, Just wow. I, you know, I think it's funny from the fan point of view, but when Bradley Beal says, don't, don't, but don't get personal, like, I... Is that personal? Like, that's just, it's not like he said, you know, Bradley Beal's mama sucks because you lost me $1,300. He just said, you lost me $1,300, you expletive. Right. Yeah. That, that, that just seems soft to me. 
that just seems like a like a soft comment from Bradley Beal, in my opinion. Uh, Ex-Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury is slated to join UFC staff. Let's go. By the way, Bryce, uh-huh. if Kingsbury goes out to USC, you know who just took a visit out to USC? Nobody that matters because that young man will not be going to USC. <laughs> Do you really think not? No, I know. I know where he's going. I, I would. I would bet my house on where he's going. You think Georgia? No, absolutely not. I don't even think Georgia's in his top five. Really? Nope. Where do you think he's going? He's going to Texas. By the way, we're talking about Juju Lewis. Juju. Yeah, <laughs> Juju Lewis. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm in the firm camp that I think he is. He is a Texas kid. He will be a Longhorn in, I don't know, 35 years. Whenever he graduates high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be three years. It's um, it's going to be a fun ride watching Juju the next couple of years, man. That young man is a phenomenal, phenomenal football player, and I don't know anything about him personally. I hope he has people that are guiding him in the right direction because a lot of this publicity and everything for a young man can can go to their head. I, I hope he has a uh, a good family directing him in the direction he needs to go. Um, so, but it'll be interesting to watch uh, Juju's. Juju's career, maybe he will go to USC. I don't think he will. I, I, I vote Texas. I think he's going to Texas, um, but we'll see. Uh, the Indiana Fever select Alea Boston number one overall in the 2023 WNBA draft. I believe she was the fifth player from that South Carolina team who got drafted. Yeah, they had that South Carolina Gamecocks program had five players drafted in the WNBA draft, uh, and I believe they were all first rounders. Uh, yeah, all five of those young ladies were first rounders. That's unreal. Yeah, it's amazing. Five first rounders in that South Carolina team, plus the number one overall pick. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Billion today in 2021 in the 85th U.S. Masters Tournament, Augusta National uh, Hideki Matsuyama became the first Japanese male to win a golf major. Hangs on to beat American Will Zalatoris by one stroke. And Matsuyama was making a charge at the Masters this past weekend as well just came up uh, a bit short yep and it's you know you love matsuyama and and i i do at least i i love watching him play golf he's he's one of those guys that just has this sweet swing that i love watching so um something yeah. i've noticed about the pga tour billy and uh, hideki matsuyama has this and sung jm has this a lot of the asian players that come over and play on the pga tour their iron games are insanely strong. I mean, they, they yes. strike the iron so well and so accurate. And you need a good iron game for, for Augusta. So that Bingo. worked out for him. Bingo. Yep. Yep. You got anything else to add today on a Tuesday? No, man. Let's get out of here. Let's go, go enjoy our Tuesday. And I'll be down in Franklin again tonight. So uh, be sure to tune in. Gorgeous weather tonight. Get out and go watch some of these baseball lacrosse. If you're around the area and want to support uh, girls playoff soccer, get out. I think I will be at Philarica to support those girls out there. So get out and support all these amazing young athletes in our area. And we'll see you tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.